0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Let's talk two-star pitchers and Week 10 sleepers next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FPT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Friday, June 3rd. I am Frank Stample, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at the schedule for next week. We've got two teams with five games, the Cubs and the Tigers. 20 teams have six games, and eight teams have seven games. Before we get into the pitchers to add, let's take a look at some fringy options, will we? Cal Quantrill versus the Rangers and the Oakland A's. What do you think there, Scotty? Love the
0: matchups, and he has been piling up quality starts just like he did down the stretch last year. So I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's... a Bad idea necessarily to start him in categories leagues, but I, I think if Cal Quantrill is more of a points league only pitcher, I don't really trust the underlying skills that are that are going into these quality starts, even if the matchups are great this week.
1: Trevor Rogers, ay ay ay, up. Uh, he's at home against the Nationals and at the Astros.
0: So I think you could start him in a points league. I, I think the downside of of a bad start is is less in that format than it is in a categories league, which is why I make the distinction. But i I would prefer to see some signs of a turnaround for Trevor Rogers before I I uh, entrusted him with a lineup spot again. Yeah, you know, obviously that matchup at Houston figures to be particularly tough for him.
1: Ranger Suarez at the Brewers and at home against the Diamondbacks.
0: Kind of in the same boat, but I I feel a little better about starting Ranger Suarez in a points league.
1: And Noah Syndergaard versus the Red Sox and a revenge game against the Mets.
0: So not the greatest matchups here for Syndergaard. I would leave him strictly for points leagues.
1: All right, let's get into some two-star pitchers to add and stream for next week. Who you got? Okay, so Jeffrey
0: Springs, for some reason, is still available in more than half of CBS Sports Leagues. And I imagine he's even more widely available uh, for, for on some of the other host sites. But he's been terrific. Gone five innings or more in each of his last three starts. Top 10 swinging strike rate. Elite changeup. I'd, I'd like him as... Uh, he'd, he'd be one of my top sleeper pitchers even if he was making one star. He happens to be making two versus St. Louis at Minnesota. Matchups could be better, but I I, you know... The matchups haven't mattered so much for Jeffrey Springs this year. Garrett Whitlock is at the Angels, at the Mariners, but he's been reliable enough that i recommend him for those two starts. John Gray coming off a 12 strikeout performance. I'm skeptical of what he did in that particular outing, but at Cleveland, at the White Sox, those are two really good matchups. So I could recommend John Gray as a sleeper. Hunter Green, he's been hit or miss this year, but the strikeout numbers have been good. Versus... Diamondbacks at the Cardinals. I I could go for him, uh, particularly in points league. I think it's even more justifiable there. A couple who are widely, widely available, like more than 90% available are Connor Pilkington of the Guardians and Graham Ashcraft of the Reds, two rookies who've made just a handful of starts in the majors this year. Pilkington has those same great matchups as Cal Quantrill, versus the Rangers, versus the Athletics, and he showed he showed improvement in his last outing. Got a lot of swinging strikes, and his velocity was up. Graham Ashcraft has been getting a lot of ground balls for the Reds, keeping runs off the board. He gets the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals.
1: All right, let's move over to the hitter side of things. We have the best hitter matchups for next week. The Royals, the Reds, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Braves. The worst hitter matchups, Pirates, Rangers, Cubs. Tigers and Rockies. All right, Scott, some sleeper hitters for week 10.
0: Yeah. So those, those best matchups you mentioned, the Royals, Reds, Orioles, bad teams with a lot of highly available players on them. So they, they largely populate this list for the Royals. I have uh, MJ Melendez, a catcher who's been getting full-time at bats, even with Salvador Perez back, Andrew Benintendi. It's been hitting for average all year. Hunter Dozier, I think is interesting for the Reds. If, if Joey Votto happens to be available, pick him up. He's looked great since coming back from COVID. I also like Tommy Pham, who's healthy again. And Kyle Farmer, who's been heating up uh, just like he did in the middle months of last season for the Orioles. I like the whole outfield there. Uh, Trey Mancini, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes. In particular, I want to highlight Mancini who is the most available and has been the most impressive, I think. Kind of changed his batted ball profile to better suit the new dimensions at Camden Yards. Strikeout rate way down, line drive rate way up, hitting the ball to all fields. It's kind of a tie France-like profile for Mancini, and I love the matchups this week. Players not on those teams who I like a lot this week, Alejandro Kirk, who's been heating up recently, had a two-homer game, and Christian Walker, who, you know, most weeks he probably deserves to be starting at this point with the kind of power he's shown this year.
1: All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in Five.
2: We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best championship team.